Me and brother. You know, I just realized that we never do that. No, we never say our names. Yeah, and it's turned into a whole thing for me. Like a, you, a dude stalked me. Is that be, so? You're saying that we get rid of the names so people don't stalk you, or stalk? Period. Well, the guy. I don't know if I can. Well, you know how fucking shitty I am at like getting on time with these. For all I know, the the project. The, the, the project uh-huh. that I'm working on may or may not have aired or been officially announced sure. or whatever the fuck by the time this comes out. But yes, uh, somebody reached out to me for a, for a project unrelated, well, tangentially related to this podcast. Yep. And he kind of scolded me because like, I couldn't find you. <laughs> and maybe it's, uh, maybe it's a bad look to be like, I didn't think anybody would want to find me. But also, I didn't think anybody would want to find me. I got so, nothing to say. That. So apparently, yes. being the big beef buff boy RD, mm-hmm. nobody knew who that was. I also never said my last name on the original version of the podcast. What would, what would you say on the original? Just Matt? Just Matt, yeah. You know, bleep that out? Yeah. Uh, you can censor that. That's funny. Da- Daddy Magic, Matt. Bernard. <laughs> we're, buying, we're buying that shirt, right? That shirt's great. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm going to yeah. wear that all the time. I'm going to wear it in bed. Is he in dad? I have no idea. It would be really funny. One of them has a kid. They both do, I imagine. They kind of both have dad who's, energy. Who's, who's banging Angelo? The young, the young bucks have, have kids. One of them does. I think they both do. I don't think so. I could be wrong about that. I thought they both had like nine kids. They're, they're Christian. They're Christian AF. And the AF means as fuck. Yeah. Which is the fuck. You think someone, someone has sex with Nick? I think they're both married at least. I think they're both married. One of them definitely has kids. The other one I don't think does. The hairline. You think hairline doesn't have kids? I forgot who I'm speaking to. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, Nick, Nick, uh, he has money. You know, he can afford. Take three months off. He, he did. A, for COVID. And he came back and his hairline looked better. I don't, I don't. I think he, true. I think he was on the old Jericho cruise. Dude, that Kazarian, when you told me Kazarian did it. Yeah. I completely forgot how bad of the uh the thinning was you know and he's got a fucking beautiful head of hair frankie kazarian used to look like somebody who was not good at sculpting sculpted randy orton out of clay there you go it's a we've all seen the chavo hair growth yeah ad it's that's that yeah but on AEW on tnt yeah tbs both yeah maybe maybe even true tv one day huh maybe (laughs) well i'll tell you what it's not on uh, Sinclair. Sinclair. What was the was it Destination America or what Ring of Honor? Yeah, I think it was on Destination America at some point. Yeah, because it's like weirdly Impact was on it as well. It's Impact like was also on the TV Guide channel. It was, it was on guy, Pop, which used to be the TV Guide channel. Oh, Don't okay. fuck with me. I didn't know. <laughs> I forgot. We, that's the most TNA thing of all time. Ooh, we got a cable deal. Oh, what channel is it on? Uh, the TV Guide Network. 
That's insane. <laughs> it, to be fair, at the time they got the deal, it was no longer the TV Guide Network, but it that's was, also the most TNA. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Would you ever watch a show on the IMDb channel? Because they have stuff on there. I don't even know what that means. The IMDb, the international move, international, international, international. It's foreign films, very classy. Is it the internet movie that makes first sense? Internet movie database. <laughs> I'm not bright. To be I, fair, there are ADN. there are international movies on there. The Angry Video Game Nerd. No, that's not what I'm thinking of. I'd rather not say. Okay. Scott Halaw doesn't talk about these things. Okay. I've been thinking about this. I like the idea that you have a, like a dark side, of the ring. Well, I was thinking like the fiend. Sure. Except the the evil version of Scott Halal is Scott Haram. Mm. You know, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I literally had the same thought two seconds ago. <laughs> like, when I said when I said Scott Halal, I was like Scott Haram is also an older name. That's right. It's like when uh, remember when Jushin Liger yep. got his mask ripped and he yes. had like a face paint. Yeah. And he was Keishin Liger. Great. Exactly. That's like me. Yeah. Keishin sounds like a dish, by the way. Yeah, well... We talked about food earlier. We did, yeah. Uh, we got to eat something at some point. We do have to eat something. But Ring of Honor. Yep, that's a company. Ring of Honor. It's a company, again, kind of. Why? I, mean, I mean, it's owned by a guy who's attempting to, you know, bring it back to life. Tony Khan is trying to make fetch happen with Ring of Honor. Is this like a movie reference? Yeah. That's from Mean Girls. Yeah, I've not seen it. Really? It was on in my social studies class... When I was a sophomore in high school. You should watch Mean Girls. It's not bad. I don't care for Tina Fey. She's, she's in that. She's that's a, a movie. She's in it? it a little bit. She, you know what my issue with Tina Fey is? I would love to hear what your issue about Tina Fey is. I think she's an attractive woman. I agree. That's not the point here, though. Uh-huh. Is that every <laughs> fucking annoying white liberal feminist woman is like Tina Fey is like the greatest. It's like, she's cool. That's how I feel. So there's so there's nothing that Tina Fey actually did to you. She's, of course not. She's probably fine as fuck. She has she has neither picked your pocket nor broken your leg. If she ever picked my pocket, yeah, I would be concerned for her. <laughs> Why do you need my money? <laughs> All that Thirty Rock money ran out. Did you like Thirty Rock? I haven't watched Thirty Rock really. I like the first season. 30 Rock is one of those shows that's like in syndication all the time and yep. has a good reputation and people love it. Mm-hmm. Like. Parks and Rec or The Office. Same time period, too. Yeah. But I just never... I never really got into The Office or into 30 Rock. That's crazy. I've seen a couple episodes of either. I'm like... I'm When I watch it, I'm like, this is pretty funny. Like, I would watch this, mm-hmm. but then I don't actually watch it. You're okay. You You're not missing mean? anything. You know, you mentioned 30 Rock. Well, The Rock doesn't wrestle for Ring of Honor. So let's go back to Ring of Honor. Let's go back to Ring yeah. of Honor, yeah. Um, we, so... We got, we, got a, we got a time limit. Yeah, because I got to eat. We got to eat, and we got... Uh, not Rampage. Battle of the, yeah, Rampage. Live Rampage, 7 p.m. Yep. Ring of Honor yep. um, was a company. When was it founded? 2002? Yes, it was. It was. Uh, if you're listening to this, you know what Ring of Honor is. I don't think You've we heard really, of Ring of Honor. I don't think we need to explain what that company is, how long it's been around, the, the big stars of Ring of Honor, their past at least. What was it October 2021 is when the announcement came out, came down. It was a really interesting announcement yep. because the announcement was... Hey, we're kind of done, but not really. Yeah. Usually a company just goes under or it doesn't. Yes. Everyone the, assumed yeah, that it's dead. Because you wouldn't make an announcement unless yeah. all was lost, right? But the weird thing was they were like, hey, no idea what's going to happen. Yep. Everybody's contracts are released. Not now, but soon. Mm-hmm. 
except for some people who are staying. No idea what that's about. But also, we're going to do one last show, and then we're going to be gone, and maybe be gone forever, but not really, because we also have a show in, like, six months. And <laughs> was that not more or less? That, no, that's exactly what it was. Which is fucking clear as coal. Adam what? Cole? Baby. Baby. So what the fuck? I was like, I guess they're done? I mean, I thought they were done. I mean, when you say uh, contracts uh, until the end of the year, and you're free to go even before then. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, I think Brody King showed up uh, before his deal was up. Could be wrong about that. You're under contract unless you don't want to be. So we can stop paying you. And we're going to run a show in April. But nothing before then. And also, contractual... Uh, what came out was that Ring of Honor contracts were either the end of the year 2021 or sometime in March 2022. And the Supercard of Honor show, which is a show that was in April, which was, it was post these contracts expiring. So it was like really interesting. Like, so what's going to be on the show? Who is going to be on the show? It was a weird fucking time. And so that was October. Yeah. Out of, not really out of the blue, but like, Kind of out of the blue. Well, Ring of Honor was limping along for a while. Yeah. Ring of Honor, more than any other company, was really hamstrung by the existence of AEW. Well, there, there would be no AEW without, without Ring of Honor. Right, right. AEW essentially took a lot of what worked about Ring of Honor and refined it amplified what worked, made it more mainstream, marketable, etc. And they went ahead and just straight up, I, I, I don't want to say did it better, did it differently for sure, but then all of the things that made Ring of Honor unique, AEW kind of took from them. Mm-hmm. Most notably, the New Japan working relationship. That came with time, though. That I mean, did that, come with time. That was about a year ago uh, that that happened, but... But to, to what, your point, they, they did Ring of Honor on a grander scale with more money. And, and honestly, like to be fair, bigger and better stars. At least uh, Ring of Honor towards the end, right? Definitely bigger stars and arguably better. Well, yeah, if we're going to do a quick kind of post-mortem of the original Ring of Honor, they kind of got ECW'd in that yep. they put on a niche product that the bigger companies saw that they could, you know, saw the raw materials, the ore, if you will, mm-hmm. saw that they could refine it and use that on their own programming. So in the same way that the entire ECW mid-card, mm-hmm. not so much their, their main event guys, I mean, Raven and so forth, but the Benoit's, Guerrero's, Jericho's, etc., went to WCW and WWE, even Lance Storm and Rhino sure. and guys like that. Anybody who became big became bigger elsewhere. Yep. And the same thing kind of happened with Ring of Honor, and it started pretty immediately. WWE took a while to start picking up Ring of Honor talent, but TNA started picking up Ring of Honor talent right away. AJ Styles, mm-hmm. Samoa Joe, yeah. a lot of the, the X Division guys, Daniels, Daniels of course, yep. Low Key, mm-hmm. Austin Aries. Austin Aries, right? Roddy Strong. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys went to. TNA, and then with the advent of CM Punk, he was probably the first Ring of Honor guy to get signed by WWE, right? Well, I guess Brent Albright, right? Yeah, that was I think the guy. Gunner, what was it? What was he? Gunner? No, that, I'm not. He, I know he wasn't Gunner. That's in TNA. TNA Gunner. That's no, what was his name? I, Gunner Scott. Is that? I mean, you probably are right. That name. Is, I know him as Brent Albright, I but he so. did. A, he did a weird thing where he like was 
feuding and being mentored by Chris Benoit. It lasted like two weeks. It was like 2005, obviously, well, because it was Chris Benoit. Yeah, well, but in a couple more years. But my point is that I think it was Gunnar Scott, but CM Punk is the first one who really makes it in WWE. And as soon as CM Punk shows that the indie kind of background can be refined into something that works not just in TNA but also in WWE because the style is different. Yep. It's a shorter leap from the Ring of Honor style to the X Division For sure. than it is Ring of Honor to main event WWE style. Well, I'm gonna you're you're totally right and you know I'm a I'm a I'm a homer for Phil. Yes. The knock that I would hear about Ring of Honor is well, they're good wrestlers. They're not like they're not great characters. Right. Right. They can't cut promos. Like Danielson, that was like a knock against him, which, which is, is so, insane. Which is so wild. Like I remember believing that yeah. until I saw him mm-hmm. on that first, and this is like 2010. This isn't yeah. even. This is 12 years later. Brian Danielson's one of the best fucking promos in the business, especially as a heel. Yeah. But in 2010, when he first showed up in WWE, I believed the hype that he didn't have charisma. Yeah. Or the anti-hype, whatever you want to call yeah. it. And then as soon as he cut that first promo, I was like the fuck are they talking about this guy's great i agree we know that he's awesome i get it though i mean i got it at the time it's like well he looks very nothing to speak of and that will color i think someone's uh perspective of like someone's promo ability but no he was a great promo obviously a great wrestler and but you know they presented him like a he's bland if you keep telling me someone's bland i might be prone to believe it which is so wild because Brian Danielson is one of the most dynamic, interesting personalities. Yes. Without being an over-the-top fucking Macho Man Randy Savage type. Yep. And I don't mean that as a knock because, as you know, I, I think Randy Savage is the platonic ideal of a pro wrestler. All other pro wrestlers are imperfect reflections of Macho Man Randy Savage. I think if you think of a pro wrestler in your mind, whether you're a wrestling fan or not, you're essentially picturing Macho Man Randy Savage. Anyway... You don't have to be him. No. Brian Danielson is real in, in a way that is interesting and dynamic. Yes. And he's hilarious. In, he's so weird. He's such a weird dude. He's a very weird dude. Also, nothing, nothing. He married a Bella. He did. Like, like in what world <laughs> does Ring of Honor champion Brian Danielson get married to a diva? Yeah. Right? And not just a diva. One of the Bella twins. One of the Bella twins. The diva est. Yes. Apologies to Bianca Belair. Oh. Um, and that ends up on the fucking E! Network. Right. Uh, on a reality show for years. Making, speaking of The Office, making like Jim Halpert faces at the camera. Anyway, so Ring of Honor, um, to our earlier point about, you know, Punk being the guy who showed someone in that in the WWE, like, there is a, a way to have a Ring of Honor alumni connect at, at a very huge level. Honestly, maybe an unpopular opinion, but I think that's someone is Triple H. Because if you look at NXT, Golden Period, sure. it's all Ring of Honor guys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and PWG. Yeah, yeah if, but if you look at Triple H's sons... Uh, Shane? No, not Vince's sons. Triple H's sons. Understood. Kevin Owens. Yes. Ring of Honor champion. Yep. Adam Cole. Ring of Honor champion. Yep. Like, a lot of the... Like, his beloved NXT sure. stepkids yep. are Ring of Honor champions. Sure. And so, there's a strategic reason as well, right? Like, they were probably trying to kill Ring of Honor. So you sign, like ECW, you sign up all these Ring of Honor guys. I don't know if they were trying to kill Ring of Honor. I think they, 
legitimately were looking for people who could work. And I think Ring of Honor was the most prominent source of guys like that. This is maybe unpopular, maybe not. I don't think Triple H was trying to kill Ring of Honor. I think he over-harvested Ring of Honor. In the same way that I don't think when people are like over-harvesting the Amazon, I don't think those guys are like fucking rubbing their hands together like, ooh, time to kill the rainforest. I think they're just like, there's money here. So, I think... He's a capitalist, I don't believe it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I don't think... I don't think... But you, you can kill your competition. Yes, but I don't think it was... I don't think, I don't think it was a Vince McMahon kind of, I'm going to crush my competition. I think it was a Triple H kind of, hey, these guys can work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, his idea was to make NXT the biggest indie of them all. So, obviously, Ring of Honor used to be the biggest indie. Yeah. So, he's trying to get those guys in there and sign them and so on and so forth. Yeah. But that has the effect of taking all their top stars. It's like Vince in the 80s, right? He's rating talent, and these guys just don't have anybody else. Like, if you look at the latter-day Ring of Honor champions, and I don't want to cast aspersions, because I like a lot of these guys, but... You love Matt Taven. I love Matt Taven. You popped so hard. This MSG show. Yeah, I, I was so excited that I just shrugged. You know, I didn't know how to handle that yeah. emotion, so yeah. I just kind of shrugged. It's like fight or flight. Yeah. You froze. So... Again, I don't want to cast aspersions, but Matt Taven and Dalton Castle and Roosh and PCO, right? What what were we doing there? They're not Adam Cole and Kevin Owens and Brian Danielson and Samoa Joe. Mm -hmm. They're not even El Generico. Listen, again, I don't want to be too harsh because I like those guys. I I really like uh, PCO. I just don't get why he was Ring of Honor champion for like a month. Also, it was like two years too late. Yeah, like, when he, he was most interesting or over. Yeah, when he was. F- yeah, when he first came in. It when was he first like, came holy in, holy shit! What are you doing? And people were like, "This old man's gonna kill yeah. himself." Yeah. And after two years, it was like, oh, "I guess he's not gonna kill himself." Yeah. Let's put the title on him. Anyway, I feel like they did the same thing like Dalton Castle. Yeah. Like they they got to him when he was not as hot as he was. Yeah. When you could have maybe put the title on him. But regardless, I mean, so <laughs> the, the the curious case of Ring of Honor because they help facilitate the all-in show. Yes. Right, which ends up becoming the AEW's first show, essentially. Now, I think we can say it is their first show. Yep. Yeah. They bought it. Unknowingly, <laughs> sort of set these guys up. Yeah, they signed for, their own death warrant. Yeah. A little bit. It's important. I think we should... We're going to jump around, I think. Um, all-in, let's, let's put it out there. All-in is the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes... It's the Bullet Club show. It's the Bullet Club show. And... Omega as well, but Omega didn't wasn't a super Ring of Honor guy. He's definitely done shows there, but he was, he was not a yeah. roster member in the of, ways of the elite guys. He was the one who was under New Japan contract. Yes, I think the other guys were under Ring of Honor contract. Uh the Bucks definitely were because remember they Cody had, certainly was. Yeah, uh, the Bucks had like, those crazy deals. Yeah, uh, at the time, so. Yeah, so it, it was their show. Uh, Ring of Honor helped. Sort of finance it and produce it. And man, they and did the, that backfire. <laughs> and most crucially, maybe, Ring of Honor provides the entree for New Japan contracted talent because for years and years they have had an official working relationship with New Japan yes. Pro Wrestling. So if New Japan and Ring of Honor don't have a working relationship, we don't get Kenny Omega at all in, and maybe we don't get AEW. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> so 
the fact that New Japan stuck to their guns as far as honoring their long-term partnership with Ring of Honor for a while after that, despite the fact that AEW was doing very well and making a lot of waves, and I'm sure Tony Khan was making a lot of overtures toward New Japan yes. in terms of cross-promotion, especially because this was during pandemic times and New Japan had essentially zero revenue. They weren't running shows at all. But let's talk about... We've talked about in general terms what yeah. was happening, but for a long time, Ring of Honor, even after the Bullet Club guys left, had kind of a better reputation. There was a, they were like a distant number three behind WWE and Impact. Yes. And there was a time period where Ring of Honor overtook Impact. Kind of. Yep. We were talking about this. I don't even think we were recording, but we were recording when we were joking about Impact being on the, the TV Guide channel. We were definitely recording. Yeah. yeah, so when Impact's on the TV Guide channel, they're kind of <clears throat> number three compared to Ring of Honor because Ring of Honor has the New Japan prestige. And Impact is not running Madison Square Garden. <laughs> that definitely still registered, but... That's fine. Um, next time you can just move away from the mic there. Um, Tay's on day. Who? Taste on it. Chocolate rain. What are you saying to me? Move away the mic from the, from the mic so I can breathe. Anyway, um, keep that in. Even during you know after AEW is a thing and Ring of Honor is kind of limping along, thanks to their association with New Japan, they have the ability to do things like run Madison Square Garden. Yes. Impact's not doing that. No. Nope. But I think the MSG Super Show is the beginning of the end. That There needs to be a book based on like that, the, the, the decision to host it, to plan it. Yep. The, the book club leaving, or the elite leaving, sorry. The show itself, and then like how quickly Ring of Honor like declines in, you know, in importance in, in the American wrestling scene. They, it's like they wanted the biggest possible audience to show their ass. You know what I mean? They were just like, hey, hey, everybody, hey, come look. And then they just dropped their pants. It's so weird. You know, in hindsight, that show fails. The, the Ring of Honor portion, the New Japan portion is fine uh, for the most part. Um, it felt like TNA. Yeah. I mean, it didn't help that you had Bully Ray and Angelina Love and, like, you know, these impact. It felt low rent in a way that Ring of Honor never did. Ring of Honor always had a certain cachet to it, mm -hmm. a certain prestige. Even if it wasn't mainstream popularity, they always had a certain critical reputation that, oh, yep. this is going to be a good show. Yes. They didn't necessarily do shitty stunt type stuff that Impact was known for. No. Because Impact's whole thing was, hey, hey, everybody, look! And then they would... Fucking Andy Richter, um, you know I love Norm Macdonald. Rest in peace. Nearly, dearly also, Macdonald. rest in peace, Gilbert. Yes, and Bob Saget. And they all died. Louis Anderson. Watch out, Howie Mandel. Don't you dare. You know, Bobby's <laughs> World podcast is still know, coming. I know you love that, Bobby's World. But uh, Norm would get on these talk shows, and he would tell this meandering fucking 10-minute story that ended with the worst punchline you could think of. Yeah. And he would just sit there with a shit-eating grin on his face and, the, and like Conan O'Brien or whoever would just be like, I don't know why I have you on the show. <laughs> and Andy Richter listened to him tell this like long-ass story that went nowhere. 
And he's like, having a conversation with you, Norm, is like, you come up to me and you say, I want to show you something really cool. And then you take me on a five mile hike and show me a dog turd. So that's kind of what TNA booking felt like. 1000%. When they would do anything. Yeah. When they would do their big angles, it was like they would promote the shit out of it and yeah. it would just be, what the fuck is this? Like, it's Mike Knox. Immortal and Ooh. Aces and Eights and whatever. So. They would do stunt stuff, too. Like, just big debuts, and he would pretend like it was something like, It's Tito Ortiz! Like, what? So, whatever Uh, they could do for attention. Can we just... We're recording this only a couple of days after the most recent Dynamite, (laughs) where... Listen, I love AEW. Me too. I like Tony Khan. (laughs) Someone needs to get... Take away Tony's phone from him. (laughs) Like... What's this guy? What's this guy's name? The Indian dude who debuted. Something uh, Singh, right? The Good Kali. That feels racist. Um, lights out. They did a lights out for this guy. Very TNA. That like the lights come back on and mm. it's fucking some guy. Something Singh. Right. I've never seen, seen in my life. And you've got Mike Tanay being like, "We know who that is." Like that Excalibur was like, "We know who that is." That's uh. Satram Singh, is that the dude's name? It's SS, not the Nazi. Whoa. That's TNA. The uh, the brothers. The Harris boys. Yeah. They're not racist. It can't be. They're friends with The Undertaker. So, the G1 Supercard happens, and it's a reasonable enough show from a New Japan perspective. It's probably the biggest show that they've promoted in the U.S., which is interesting from their perspective, because, as we know, their whole plan was to expand into the U.S., and use the Bullet Club boys, the elite, as the sort of narrow end of that wedge, and they would use those guys to build their footprint in the U.S. Of course, wound up not happening, but they do run their biggest show in the U.S. Their portion of the show is well-regarded. They do a little New Japan Rumble. Jushin Thunder Liger gets to work in MSG, which was one of his career goals. They do, you know, a few undercard matches. Will Ospreay versus Jeff Cobb is pretty good. They do a classic New Japan-style main event with Okada winning the IWGP title back from Jay White. Tanahashi versus Zack Sabre Jr. maybe was on that show. But anyway, the New Japan portion is executed very well and the ring of honor portion not so much so what this show ultimately does it just makes ring of honor look so shitty in comparison to new japan because new japan brought their a game new japan's main event was a very classic iwgp main event style say what you want about uh jay white i like jay white that's what i I want to say about jay white at the time jay white was unproven yes and a lot of people were like her yeah, but uh, Jay White has gotten a lot better. Yeah, Jay White is kind of like the the Miz of New Japan in a way because when he won the title, I don't think he was necessarily ready for it. But now no. he's gotten so much better. Yeah, and it's like okay, well, when? Also, I mean, to be fair to Jay White, he's he's coming after because of the Bullet Club situation. Omega, Omega, AJ, Devitt. 
Um, even, you know, Cole was, I guess he was in Book Club in Japan. Like, Yeah. Well, I think another part of it is New Japan is less willing to trust like a foreign guy with the title because they keep fucking leaving. You know what I mean? I have nothing to say about white people. I mean, Kenny was about as Japanese as a white guy gets. Omega lived in Japan, spoke fluent Japanese, best friends with Ibushi, maybe dating Hikaru Shida, we don't know. He's about as Japanese as Gaijin get. He's still left. So I could see them not wanting to hitch the wagon to Jay White as as their top guy. Because if he leaves, then what? They've already had so many top Gaijin leave. Mm -hmm. So, anyway... By the way, so, I don't mean to interrupt. That's also an issue with New Japan signing dudes to like one-year deals. Yes. I mean, they, I think they signed Jay White to like a five-year deal or something, somewhat recently. So, fair, they do leave, but like, lock them down. But to your point about the MSG show, New Japan brought their A game. Ring of Honor brought Enzo and Cass. Like, I don't yeah. know how much more clear... A worked Enzo and Cass shoot. That makes sense. Who, let, let's just say, bringing in Enzo and Cass was the most TNA thing they could have done. Yep. Because the most TNA thing you could do is bring somebody in who's going through, like, a horrible personal crisis just because they have WWE stink on them. That's the most TNA thing. Yep. Like, TNA will bring in Jeff Hardy if he was Colonel. literally... Yeah, Jeff Hardy's just been arrested for yeah. drug trafficking. We're going to sign him. Yep. Like, Alberto Del Rio just stabbed a guy at a Denny's. We're bringing him in. Like, I don't know if that actually happened. If it was... Oh, listen. He fought a turtle. <laughs> Remember that? He, like, fought, like, a ninja, a ninja turtle? Yes. That was the thing. Listen, uh, let me make this very clear. We love him. I don't want to spread any rumors. I don't know if it was a Denny's where he stabbed that guy. So, that's a joke. I get it. Um, but, yes, that's the most TNA thing. Like, they don't care who they hire as long as yeah. they got WWE stink. So... Bringing in Enzo and Cass in a work shoot angle where they jump the rail and didn't tell New Japan. Stupid. In an interpromotional match. Stupid. An interpromotional match. Who was it? Uh, who was it? It like, was Gorillas of Destiny. But definitely in the match because like they were like I think the most pissed. Yeah, I remember seeing the the footage of those guys walking backstage because yeah. they ha- were the the Ring of Honor tag team champions at the time, right? Um. Um. um God. Yeah, I think so. Because I remember them walking backstage for the post-match promo and just, like, throwing the belts on the floor. Yep. Way to shit in the mouths of the only people making you relevant. Yeah. Anyway, makes the show very low rent, and it ends, the Ring of Honor portion anyway, ends with a big ol' her when Mm -hmm. Marty Skrull, who everybody thought was going to be the next big thing, does not win a ladder match, and instead it is won by Matt Taven. I mean, hindsight being twenty twenty, yeah, Marty should not have won that match. Right, but uh, presumably Bully Ray and Delirious didn't know about that at the time. Yeah, it was, was it a triple threat? There was somebody else in that match too. Jay Lethal would have been a better choice than Matt Taven. It would have been going back to the well. I mean, like he had been. Yeah, but he was he was also their only established. I mean, the, reliable. the only reliable, reliable guy that they yeah. still had. Yeah. Right, so. Anyway, this is kind of the beginning of the end, and then they're still running shows. Are they still running pay per views? Like, but they're Probably. but they're doing like buys in the hundreds, right? Uh, Wasn't there one that did like eight hundred people? You said this to me recently. I mean, I believe it. One of them definitely did under a thousand. Yeah, the number exactly. You know, I don't know, but yeah. 
And the most recent, what did uh, Supercar do? 20,000, something like that? The most recent? Yeah, 20,000, yeah. at yeah. least. Yeah, so, anyway. <laughs> we're in this weird situation where Ring of Honor very quickly tanks their own brand. They make themselves unappealing to the only people who can make them relevant, that being New Japan. And they have essentially no way to compete against AEW or NXT. Both of which are much greener pastures for people working that style. Yep. So Ring of Honor quickly becomes, at least for a short period, kind of the CYN of its time, being like, if you can't get work anywhere else, yep. Ring of Honor will take you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is not to cast aspersions on anybody, anybody's political beliefs in Ring of Honor at the time. Just like, this is kind of who WWE and AEW don't want. I mean, like, I, we were going to shit on him a lot, I guess, but Matt Taven... Did not get, like, a deal to go to... Maybe he did get a deal, but probably not a good deal to go to WWE. And, like, they love signing Ring of Honor champions. So the fact that he uh, was not given enough money, I think, indicates... Uh, and it's not like they have, you know, anything against... They signed Bennett. They did, didn't they? Uh, yeah. I guess... I think they just wanted Maria, honestly. They did nothing with them. But so the... A lot of people don't remember. They were the beginning of the Rusev, Bobby Lashley, cucking storyline. Marie was pregnant. I remember that. And she was like, she was abusing... Canellis. Yeah, Canellis. Her husband. About how the baby, he had to do this, be a real man for a baby. And then she's like, you're not my baby's father. My baby's father is a real man. And it was Rusev. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I blocked out that storyline. Yeah, that's... That whole storyline, I did it. There's actually an unreleased episode of the old I Hate Wrestling podcast that traces that insane. It's one of the only episodes that wasn't about a match. Storyline. Just a storyline because we trace it goes from the Canellises to Rusev to Lana to Liv Morgan to Bobby Lashley. Liv Morgan's a lesbian. Or yeah, bi. Les whatever. Morgan. And she dates Bo Dallas. That's weird. I found it out today. She used to date Enzo. I think I got a shot. <laughs> I mean, you might. Listen, can you be worse? I'm just, I can be worse than that, what I am right now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can be like, <laughs> just, just be the worst fucking dude. All right. Uh, Liv Morgan, uh, listen. I'm about to say the N-word. I can be... <laughs> <laughs> listen. All right, so All right. we got to get back to yeah. Ring around. So Ring of Honor is in this weird liminal space where they are still hanging on, but they've tanked their own brand so hard that... I don't think anybody really thinks there's much left to save because the roster's gone. I mean, they still have people under contract, but it's really nobody of value. It's almost like latter-day WCW where sure. everybody of value was signed to Turner, yep. not signed to WCW. So you're looking at the WCW brand, and all you're really getting is the name, the logo, and the mid-card. Yep. This is a similar situation. It's just that there are no main event guys. The main event guys are mid-carters in any other promotion in the world. So, again, not to slight Ring of Honor, but they were just in a bad position. And the announcement comes down, we're going away, we're coming mm-hmm. back at some point, and when we come back, it's going to be more of the same. It's not like they were like, we're going to come back with you know, a bigger, better roster. It was just like, we'll be back mm-hmm. with the same stuff that's not working now. Before that happens, a savior appears. The Great Brown Hope. Tony Khan. It's about goddamn time. 
our people. <laughs> we're, we're, we're fairly represented in pro wrestling. For so long, uh-huh. we're like the great colleagues of the world. We're the, um, who else is uh, uh, Muhammad Hassan. Yeah. That's how we're reviewed. Muhammad Hassan is Italian. He's an Italian man. And whatever Vince was going to pitch to Mustafa Ali, probably really racist. Yep. Um, but yeah, the great brown hope. Mm-hmm. Anthony... Raphael, or Rafik, what's his middle name? It's Rafik. Rafik. Khan. Mm-hmm. The Khan man, baby. The Khan man. The only Khan in wrestling I recognize. Big Tony. BT. Sport. <laughs> so Tony, Tony comes in, and when did you think there was something up? When did I, when he sent people to Fonda Battle. When he sent those videos, and Jay Lethal was at Final Battle, um... That's what I thought, all right, he's angling for something. So how late or how long was Final Battle after the announcement? Final Battle was in December. Announcement what, late October? So a month or something. Month and change, sure, yeah. Right, so do you think Tony was involved with conversations to buy Ring of Honor before that announcement? Oh, the, about Ring of Honor? Before the, essentially, before the white flag. Yeah, um, I don't think so. I kind of agree with you. I don't think Tony was had made them an offer yet. I think Tony they waved the white flag. Tony saw the white flag. I thought, yeah. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. There were talks at some point that they were going to try to sell their tape library to WWE. So that okay, yes, that was when I think Joe even you know fast forward a little bit. Samoa Joe, who was in WWE at the time, pushing the company to, hey, let's buy the Ring of Honor library, and that would have been obviously post-Final Battle. Yeah. Um, but that was, that was happening. I think what was happening was Triple H still had his hands on the wheel, mm-hmm. and his vision, the NXT vision, which was based heavily on the Ring of Honor vision, could have benefited mm-hmm. from the Ring of Honor tape library. Because if you've got Smojo, and you've got Brian Danielson, and you've got Adam Cole, and you've got Kyle O'Reilly, and you've got Bobby Fish, and you've got all these guys, yeah. and you want to have access to their early stuff yeah. just to promote it, even for video packages, right? Then it makes sense to have the tape library. But as part of the ongoing loss of Triple H's power in the internal structure, yeah. all of a sudden... The NXT vision, which had been based on Ring of Honor, is mm-hmm. de-emphasized. And all of a sudden, all those guys with their origin of Ring of Honor are fucking gone. Yep. Samoa Joe, fired, rehired, fired again. Unbelievable. Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, all of the Undisputed Era declined to re-sign. Yep. Well, except for uh, Bobby. He got, he got fired. Bobby got fired? Yeah, they released him. Oh, that's right. That's right, Bobby Fish. I was, you said Bobby and I heard Kyle. Roddy Strong, for some reason, is still there. Why is Roderick Strong, of all people, still in NXT? All due respect to Roddy, the least charismatic one of all of them. Yeah. Shitty little boots. His wife is in the other company now. Yeah, so it's, it just, it's so wild to me that, that Roddy's still there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all these dudes who would have made sense to purchase the Library 4 yep. are all of a sudden gone. Yep. So there's zero interest from WWE... And now all those guys go to Ring of Honor. So maybe they make the overture to Tony, do you want to buy the tape library? Yeah. Maybe he hems and haws. So they make the announcement, hey, we're just going to 
like put their hands up. Wait, you're saying like WWE didn't have interest in getting the library? I think WWE. At once... I mean, they love buying tape libraries. Yeah, but for what reason? To own it, so that AEW doesn't have it. But I think, I honestly think, if there was interest, it evaporated with Triple H being sort of phased out. Which happened September, October. Right. Yeah. This is all happening at the same time. Yeah. We have the the we have the sudden like white flag from Ring of Honor. Yeah. We have the exodus of the former Ring of Honor contingent mm-hmm. from WWE, and at the same time, we have CM Punk, the most notable former Ring of Honor champion, I think. So these are a crucial couple months, and I think it went very quickly from Ring of Honor thinking its best case scenario is they get an infusion of cash from WWE to keep going by selling the tape library to... They have no hope from WWE. WWE is purging all traces of the Ring of Honor, sure, the Ring of Honor style, whatever, mm-hmm. from their from their system, and a lot of those guys are going to AEW, including CM Punk, who has not gone back to WWE. Right, right. Yeah. And I think also there has always been some passive interest from AEW in owning the Ring of Honor library, even if just for All In. I mean, Ring of Honor is the the the, um, the the you know the parent of AEW. I mean, the, not actually in like a corporate sense, but like uh, the opposite they, is true. Yeah, it's, it's like owning your dad. Well, they're but you're right. Spiritually, they're the the ancestor. Yep, yeah, exactly. Right, they're the they're the spiritual antecedent, mm-hmm. and AEW has now purchased. Yep, their spiritual antecedent for way more money than WWE bought WCW by so, the way. Do we know what the number is? We don't know exactly there are but rumors of but it's got to be more than like 2 million dollars which is what they got WCW for. They, okay, so we got to talk about Cody. We got to talk about Cody because <laughs> Cody and is it because of money here. Cody Rhodes was out resigned. Puppy wanted to leave, got a good deal from the WWE, right? How much money did Tony <laughs> put down for a, you know... A dead brand? A dead brand, but was not willing to match yeah. whatever Cody was looking to get. Possibly. We talked about this in the Cody episode. Yeah. I really think it wasn't as much about money as it was about philosophy. No, no, I mean, that's I more the, of a joke for me to say. But the, yeah. money was, the money was a physical manifestation of the mismatch in philosophy. The, the, the hilarious part, though, is that it's like a month apart. Yes. Cody leaves, and he's a free agent. A month later, this guy spends like 20 million, 10 to $20 million on buying this company, which that is like the number that I've, I've seen. Yeah. Which is, I, wow. I wish I was rich. So, to, to your earlier question about, like, how early did Tony start talking to them and having this idea, I'm saying when probably like the week of Final Battle, got all these guys to film video, videos, sent Jay Lethal. Obviously, some of the guys were already leaving Ring of Honor. Right, he signed Jay Lethal immediately. Yes, that was a full gear, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And so, that's when it seems like things were going on. But then Tony, Tony's like me. Not because we're the same color, is that when we get excited about something, 
We gotta let people kind of know. Just gotta tweet about it. Gotta tweet about it. Gotta go on radio shows. Hint at it. Yep. I, I don't know if I can say anything yet, but uh, <laughs> uh, so he starts. That's doing, all he does. That's all he does. Big announcement. He's doing all these interviews, kind of teasing it. The fans are like, "All right, well, what, what, what is this?" So the uh, so there's some thought about an HBO Max streaming deal. Which, we talked about this fucking fifty times in yep. the interim between like. November and when everything happened. Was it March? March. So there were months where like, what do we think it is? What do we think it is? Yeah. And there and I kept saying I thought it was Ring of Honor. And, and I kept saying to you, I think, but why? Right. Like why would you why? And I couldn't answer it. I couldn't answer the question. And what I, do you do with it? Right. And this, this is why we have this podcast episode is what do we do with Ring of Honor? Yeah, now fifty minutes in we get to the real question. Yep. And this is post Supercard of Honor. Yes. The reboot. Yep. Right? Reboot of Honor. What do you do with this let's now with, that you have it? Okay. It is post-Sippercard. So let's talk about what's happened. Samoa Joe is in Ring of Honor AEW. He sh- shows up at the end of Sippercard of Honor. Jay Lethal is now kind of back on the Ring of Honor roster. It seems like we don't know. There's no TV deal yet. So whatever. Uh, Sanjay Dutt somehow is there. As a manager. The Sippercard show had talents like Gresham and Bandito. Uh, Suzuki. Uh, Suzuki. Will was not Nightingale. a ring of honor, yeah. Mercedes Martinez is the women's champion. The, the tag champions in our FTR who beat the Briscoes who we probably will not, will not be, be seeing on Ring of Honor. That was one of the best matches. I, I've rewatched it since. It's yep. fantastic. Does it, does it beat the Revolution match? Omega Page? Yeah. I think it's... Mm, it's fucking close. I, I, I prefer, yeah, as a match... Yeah. Like, bell-to-bell, move-by-move, I prefer the FTR Briscoe's match. So do I. That's way more my style. Yeah. That's way more my style. I think the story in the history of the Bucks and the... If you hadn't been watching and you didn't know about the journey that yeah. Hangman was on, anyway. Yeah. So what we're seeing is, okay, it's clear... Oh, we didn't say this, did we? Ring of Honor is owned not by AEW. AEW does not own Ring of Honor. Tony Khan, in a, through another LLC, separate entity, bought Ring of Honor. So the name on the contract does say Khan. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> why that's important, I don't know yet. It's kind of a weird thing to do. Maybe there's a tax reason to do that. I think it's better in the long run to keep things relatively separate, because the point of of Ring of Honor is to help some of the AEW roster blend. Yeah. Right, and we don't want this to be the WWE brand split where the competition is negligible. There's no actual competition. The shows feel the same, and there's really no reason to have it other than to say you have it. Yes, this feels a little bit different. I think this is more of a, a legit working relationship. They're under the same umbrella, and Tony can have AEW guys work Ring of Honor and vice versa. Yeah. But I think. It's supposed to be more of an evolved situation. It's like an established subsidiary. It's like uh, Noah and New Japan. Yep. Right. Or or uh, now Stardom in New Japan. Maybe progress in WWE. Yeah. Progress in NXT UK. Mm-hmm. Like this idea. So what I'm more most interested in is today came out. Not surprised. Gresham is signed. Confirmed to be signed to a AEW Ring of Honor contract. What I want to know is, are these two separate contracts, or are they one contract 
that indicates you're working for both. What does it say on that paycheck? Yeah. Well, it doesn't say Tony Khan. He's signing it. You think, I mean, well, you think he's getting a personal check from Tony Khan? It's a payroll check. What does it say in the payroll check? That's the question. Does he get separate checks? Uh, it remains to be seen. Yeah. So what's happened is Ring of Honor talent is essentially AEW talent, and the full roster has not been revealed. We don't know anything. Brian Cage showed up. Tully Blanchard showed up. Yeah. At, at the Supercard. We don't know if any of the Ring of Honor guys who worked Supercard of Honor are under deals. Because most of the Ring of Honor people who are on the show lost their titles. This is true. So is Rhett Titus going to stick around? Who knows? Well, you know how, we, do you, how do you describe Rhett Titus? Adam Cole's meth head older brother. That sounds right. He looks like he looks like Adam Cole's older brother ran away and is like a tilt-a-whirl operator for a traveling say. carnival. You ever seen the movie Us? No. Never mind. You think he looks like Winston Duke? No, I think he looks like if Adam Cole had a, like a doppelganger. Okay. But it was like, you know, not well. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. A failed clone of Adam Cole. Exactly. So, yeah, we don't know if the, the Ring of Honor guys, like, as soon as they announced they signed it, we were like, okay, well, that's why they signed Jay Lethal. Yeah. Like, and I think a lot of, I mean, this can help relieve a lot of the bloat on the AEW roster. And God knows there's a lot of people that AEW has signed who are not as elite as they could be. Sure. I will say this. It is still to be seen because what we have gotten is not that there's another show. There's not a, uh, a show that's on St. Clair that is, is having or hosting these other talents. It's we're bringing Gresham in. He's going to be on Battle of the Belts tomorrow. Joe is here, and he's going to be wrestling Suzuki for that Ring of Honor TV title. Right, so the bloat, you're right. That's, I think that's the goal, is to relieve it. It's not, we're not there yet, because there's no other show. Right. There's no um, destination for these Ring of Honor talents. No Destination America. Maybe we'll be on that channel, who knows? Honestly, I think, at this point, it makes more sense to put the show on YouTube than to put it on a cable channel that fucking 5% of Americans get, or whatever. Part of the chasing prestige of having a cable show, like, AEW's got it. I don't know if Ring of Honor needs it, because you're not trying to portray Ring of Honor as an equal to AEW. You know, if you want to run an AEW versus Ring of Honor card, then sure. But you don't need to have Ring of Honor have a a cable show. This brings up the, the question that we're 58 minutes in. What is Ring of Honor... Under a Tony Khan. Yeah, what is this? What is this? Is this NXT? That's what he says it is. I mean, that's what he's kind of alluding to. Like, this is going to be a sort of developmental for us. Which, to your point, does that need to be on TV? Who knows? Is it more valuable? You said YouTube. Yeah. I think, yes, maybe put on YouTube. Here's what I would do. We're booking it. We're booking the territory. Turner owns a bunch of channels. Yeah. I think it's clear Tony wants Warner Media to take on Ring of Honor and put it on one of the platforms. So whether that's digital or, you know, over the air. Uh, no, on TV, sorry. Ter- terrestrial, that's what it is. I think Ring of Honor will show up on, like, a true TV, which I believe is under the Turner channel. It's not high profile. Uh, it's kind of like ECW on sci-fi. 
it'll be there. You can watch it. It'll do probably decent numbers, I would assume. And maybe it's next day on HBO Max, where you get the streaming port, uh, part of it, but the live the live broadcast is 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 on True TV. That makes the most sense to me, because I don't think Tony wants to do anything uh, other than to strengthen that relationship with, you know, TNT, TBS, all that. So that would make sense to me. Otherwise, why wouldn't you hire the Briscoes? Right. And they're not. I mean, it's clear that they're not going to be in AEW or Ring of Honor. So I don't think YouTube is a good idea because then it really becomes secondary viewing. And I don't, at least for the short term, you don't want that. Like, that's what Dark and Dark Elevation is. I don't watch that shit. And I love AEW. I don't watch... I don't watch the shows that they clearly are, are like, yeah, it's not that important for you to watch. So, I think it goes on, like, a true TV, and then is like, um, is on HBO Max or whatever the streaming network would be. Well, that's obviously contingent on the AEW streaming deal, which is the other, the other big speculation. So, before we get to, like, what the next Tony Khan announcement is, because it could be Ring of Honor base. It's why we've been bringing it up. Like, it could be a... We've signed Jamie Noble. Is, isn't he still there? WWE? Well, so it could be like a, hey, Ring of Honor TV deal announcement. Kelly Klein's back. I love Kelly Klein. Me too. Joey Mercury's back. Isn't BJ Whitmer in, uh, in AEW? That's her ex-husband or husband? Yeah. Um, so. Anyways. So, what is Ring of Honor? What is Ring of Honor? Who's on there? Can you... Bring Brian Danielson to Ring of Honor. Does I mean, that make sense? I think this. I think the smart thing to do is AEW already cycles people in and out. I think it makes sense to have. You know, John Moxley is going to be on Ring of Honor for four weeks. Malachi Black will be on Ring of Honor. Why not? Like to your point, there's so much bloat on the AEW roster, like. You can you can easily put Malachi Black, the House of Black, on Ring of Honor, and that's your top heel stable for a year. A year, if you want to, three months, six months, whatever. Yeah, right. And it's it, it's gonna seem high profile for the fans. Who are like, oh my god, like we're not just getting all due respect to Red Titus. We're not just getting Red Titus and Sunny Kiss and these guys who are not really main event level guys we're getting main, main, main event level guys who are only going to bring the product up that, rather than them go down and I think it can replicate I hope I hope this can replicate some of what made the original NXT so magic which is the journey of following somebody mm-hmm. as they grow and move somewhere else. You yep. see them complete their journey, you see them complete their arc. Can I can I also I don't need to interrupt, but can I also say one of the things that was great about NXT in yeah. its heyday was that it was a different product than the main roster. Looked different. Looked different. The, the wrestling was pretty different. Sounded different. Look it was yep. I, when I say it looks different, I don't just mean it was produ- it wasn't as produced. Yep. It wasn't as slick. It was lit differently. Mm-hmm. The sets were different. It was smaller buildings. They had like black, uh, black mats. Like right. I mean, everything was different. Mats. Yeah, everything was different. Yep. So, I think Ring of Honor needs to be different from AEW. But if you don't want it to be dark, then it shouldn't look like dark. Absolutely not. And like I, <laughs> it's so weird. 
the Ring of Honor up until Super Card of Honor looked like shit. The video was like shit. Like it looked while the production was bad. There's part of their charm though. Yeah. At least back in the day. But if you're gonna be on like actual TV, which yeah. I assume the hope is to be on real TV, then you need to have a certain level of, of production quality standard. Right. You uh, don't wanna do the you know, the, the G one supercard thing of, Hey everybody look and then yeah. everybody looks and you shit your pants. Yeah. So I appreciated that it essentially looks like AEW. <laughs> yeah. Which is cool. It just, but like going forward, I would like for it to A little different. Yes. And it, it seems like they're gonna go back to the Ring of Honor the old Ring of Honor logo, because that's like on all the belts. Yeah. Well, some of the belts. I want it to look different. I don't mind the logo going back to the original logo like you just said. I want, like, the pure rules. Yeah. Like, I don't really truly really get it because I'm not familiar enough to. I mean, I know what it is, but, like, I don't know the rules, is what I mean. And so, I want Ring of Honor to be different than AEW, so that when you're watching Ring of Honor, you're like, oh my god, like, um, Give me someone who would probably do well in Ring of Honor from AEW. Um, Brian Pillman Jr., whatever. I was going to say uh, Garcia. Okay, Daniel Garcia, who is going to be in Ring of Honor. I want to see how he does in AEW, but I want to see him do something different in, in Ring of Honor than I've seen him do in AEW. What is that going to be? Is that a different? Is that a different character? Is that a different working style? What's going to be different? Because the nice thing about NXT versus WWE was like, you could book a NXT versus main roster. Yeah. Those matches would be interesting. They Yeah. Uh, CM Punk wrestled, well, this was FCW, but wrestled Seth Rollins and I think... Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose. Yep. What I think is interesting is not only what you just said, but the opportunity to see somebody in a different position on the card. Yep. Okay. What that might mean is... As you said, Brian Pillman Jr., Brian Pillman Jr. is pretty much stuck in his position in yes. AEW because there's nowhere for him to go that there's not already somebody else doing what he does as good or better. Mm, yep. So where does he where does he go? Exactly. You need a vacuum. Mm -hmm. So Ring of Honor is a huge vacuum. At this moment, Brian Pillman Jr. can't be a top heel in AEW. Could he be a top heel in Ring of Honor? I wouldn't have thought that Wheeler Yuta could be a top baby face mm -hmm. or top heel or had much dimension to him at all, but we saw what happened when he was put into a position. Yeah. But the trick is when you put somebody into a position, there's somebody else who has to be taken out of that position. Yeah. So what Ring of Honor ultimately is, I hope, is more positions, yeah. more spots to try things out. Honestly, I think Brian Cage will do better in Ring of Honor because... He's exposed in AEW, yeah. in a way. Mm -hmm. He won't be exposed as much in Ring of Honor, and he'll feel like a bigger deal. When he was in Impact, or when he was in Lucha Underground, I liked Brian Cage. Yeah. But it's just that in AEW, it's hard to justify having Brian Cage when you've got Powerhouse Hobbs and Wardlow and Keith Lee, and yeah. even just apart from you know power guys... How is he a more compelling character than anybody else? Right, yeah. And what does he give your show that the show doesn't already yeah. have? And the answer is not much. Well, it's, it's a Joey Janela, John Moxley thing, yes. right? Where we talk about it every single yeah. episode where, oops. Yeah, <laughs> like, Joe, so what would have been interesting, and, and Janela's leaving, or he's left already, is like, well, if this deal was done, let's see, nine months ago, 
could Joey Janela on Ring of Honor make more of his career there than he was with uh, with AEW? Absolutely, has, absolutely. Because because then it's a then it's a question of. Oh my God! Yeah, it's like the crazy hardcore guy from yep. AW versus the crazy hardcore guy exactly. of Ring of Honor. It's a dream match. You can you run it back? Yeah. Instead of being oh, there's a guy who's not as good and not as popular, a lesser yep. version of the same guy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like my favorite example of this was back in uh, 2006 or 2007 WWE mm. when Edge was red hot doing the rated R superstar thing yep. with Lita, mm-hmm. and on the same shows. In the IC title program, you had Johnny Nitro and Molina doing the same gimmick. Yep. But a, yeah. Just like a not as good version, yep. but on the same show. Yeah. That's what you don't want. Which, by the way, which is why fucking Penta and Alex Abrantes <laughs> on the same show as the House of Black just doesn't. Penta needs to be in the House of Black yesterday. He needs to be a heel. I think he needs to be a ring of honor. So let's talk about this. Penta needs to fucking brain Alex Abrahantes with that shovel. <laughs> break break both of his arms yep. and Sarah Miedo over his corpse. There you go. And then go to Ring of Honor and fucking... Penta is the perfect guy to be your second Ring of Honor champion after Jonathan Gresham. Let's do it. So let's talk about the roster. Because... Rampage is going to start a little and uh, shortly. We got we got five minutes, so let's do this. Let's do this right. So you're saying, uh, is this like also na- I have a DVR? We're good. Name name the five guys you would take from AW to build Ring of Honor. Is How about that- we do th- four baby faces, four, four heels? Okay. And by the way, you can turn. They can be a, a heel in AEW and a face there. You know, it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, I'm gonna take. These are heels. Men of the Year. Pentagon. Lance Archer, Andrade, and those are my those are my heels. And as far as baby faces, Varsity Blondes, Lee Moriarty, Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz, and I'm doing five and five, aren't I? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, John Silver. Okay. Okay. Uh, in no particular order, the Undisputed Elite, all three of them, go to Ring of Honor. Because I think they're... Right now, they've done everything they can do, unfortunately. They've done everything they can do without winning all the titles. Exactly. Which is the, the one trick they have. Yeah. And, and they didn't do it. <laughs> and so, you put them on Ring of Honor. They're established Ring of Honor guys anyways. It makes sense. You can make Cole your second champion. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Uh, so that's one act... I guess, Fine. Yeah. Uh, Andrade. Yep. Uh, we can agree on an Andrade. House needs of, something else. I was going to say House of Black. They need room. They need room. Yeah, I'm going to go House of Black to... You do House of Black versus Undisputed at some point. Yep. Um, so that's what, 3X I just said? Yeah. I'm going to send over Men of the Year. Wait, let me take that back. I'm sending over Scorpio Sky. Okay. Ethan Page stays in AEW. I kind of agree with you. Yeah. Uh, one, because I, I think he'll do better in AEW, and with more space, he can actually, like, flourish. That's it. He has been, he's been hurt by that team. Mm-hmm. Um, alright, so Ethan Page doesn't go. Sky does. This is gonna sound wild. Brian Danielson to Ring of Honor. Because you need, I think you need to do that match with Gresham, and he is a big enough name where you can... 
carrier brand. Um, so like five people, I guess, five X. Um, what about Butcher and Blade? They're what, not they, bad. I know. I would be interested to see how they would do as a team without such stiff competition. Yeah. There are so many good teams in AEW yep. that could benefit from a... Here's what we're doing. Yes. Here's what we're doing. Here's what we're doing. Yes. House of Black is is dual promotion. Yeah. You've got House of Black and Ring of Honor with Baby Butcher and Blade. Yep. And House of Black in AEW is with Brody and, and what's his name? Buddy Matthews. Yeah. I like the idea that Malachi can go from brand to brand. He's a big enough star. It makes sense for the gimmick. It's like this guy's a cult leader, right? Whatever he is. I like that idea because I do think Butcher and Blade needed to be in fucking House of Black like a year ago. What can are we I, doing here? Can I pitch this? And yes. this is, I guess we'll, we'll wrap it up after this. Yeah. Okay, so if we're doing this, House of Black across both, yeah, yeah, yeah. Across both shows. Yep. Okay, what about feuding with them? Dark Order. You got John Silver and Alex Reynolds on AEW and mm. Uno and Stu in Ring of Honor. Or yeah. swap them, yeah, it doesn't yeah. really matter. And this is building to a big, like, 10 on 10, like, brawl match. Yes, let's do it. Whether it's like a Super War Games or something sure. like that. And who I don't know who's going to be the... I know Dark Order doesn't want to have a leader, and I know they're phasing Hangman away from them, mm-hmm. but I think you could really use this to maybe build Silver. Mm-hmm. So maybe you move Reynolds to teaming with 10 or something, just as a way to get... Because then you have Silver as the opposite number of, of Malachi Black. Sure. And then you've got this whole... Uh, this whole thing going on. And if you wanted to, you could have this lead to... Are you telling me black versus silver? I'm telling you black versus silver. And you could build this to where John Silver has this huge moment beating Malachi Black Mm -hmm. for the Ring of Honor Championship. Why not? And Malachi Black then just back to AEW and we get to see... I always remember Christian having that great ECW run, which as champion, which he couldn't have had on any other show in WWE. Yeah. But it was still great, and mm-hmm. it still, you know, built a lot of guys. A lot of guys had great experience. Christian, Christian, and Ring of Honor, not the worst idea. No, because the whole the whole point of Ring of Honor is to like groom the next. Yeah. You know, next AEW stars. I mean, Christian's role is to you know. Yeah. Exactly. Be that guy. So why not? Have them. There's so much stuff you could do. You could do the story of... I remember when AEW first started, and we do have to wrap up, yeah. but when AEW first started, a lot of people, and I was one of them, when their roster was much thinner, mm-hmm. thought we might finally get a story where Dustin Rhodes wins a world championship. Yep. That seems like that's gone now because the there are so many people you would choose before Dustin. Yeah. But... But that's when we also thought Cody was going to win the title and that would be poetic if Dustin just have yeah. something. But now, at this point, Dustin could win the Ring of Honor World Championship. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You know what I would do? That would make more sense than PCO. Fact. You know what I would do? Dustin wins the TV title and you build to a match where it's, it's not unification, but you do TV title versus the, uh, the world title. Yeah. And, you know, this is Dustin's, like, he's not going to win. I don't think he's going to win the world title. 
But you can, you can have that story. He, yeah. He challenges uh, Gresham or a Cole or somebody. I don't think it would kill you to put the Ring of Honor championship on Dustin because it doesn't have to be long. The other thing is a lot of championship runs in AEW last a long time yep. because they, they're trying to build the prestige of these titles. Yep. The Ring of Honor title doesn't have to have as long a reign. You're if, right. du- if Dustin has a three-month Ring of Honor championship reign, he could beat Adam Cole. It's not going to hurt Adam Cole. If he beats Adam Cole and then loses three months later to Andrade, sure, that's fine. Yep. That's that, that's great for everybody. Why not? So look, so the point of Ring of Honor, as we kind of wrap up here, is you want to make it feel like all right, it is worth watching because you don't want the dark and dark elevation issue. Because I don't watch that. You don't watch that. I don't think unless you're really bored. So it's must watch while you're also freeing up spots. For new for AEW guys and Ring of Honor guys, and you're building so that eventually you don't need the Andrades and the Malachi Blacks and the whatevers there all the time to prop it up. That you created some Ring of Honor stars that will eventually be replaced by new Ring of Honor stars as they go to AEW, right? And then obviously there will be back and forth. I'm sure the show needs to look different. It just needs to look different. Yeah, the format needs to be different. Commentators need to be different. I think that's going to be the case. I think graphics it's Rick, need to be different. I think it's Riccoboni and who knows. I, that's not. A, I'm not a fan of the other guy, Caprice. Rick, Rick, yeah, Riccoboni's fine. Riccoboni's totally fine. Caprice Coleman uh, gives me a lot Can of Alex Marvez energy. Honestly, give it to Taz. Taz is great. Sure. Taz is wasted on dark. To be honest with you, <laughs> you know it's they, they they cannot afford him to do it and be a waste of money. Morrow, Park, Danielson. Oh. Some, like, Ring of Honor, like, legend. Nigel? Seems a little busy. <laughs> but, like, you bring, like, a Danielson or a Punk or Joe, for yeah. that matter. On commentary, it's like, you build to that one match where he gets up from the, from the, uh, the announcer's booth and then you, you do the match. Honestly, um, I would do, you know who I would do? Regal. Why not? And honestly, th- that's the other thing. Last thing I want to say. I, I want to point out how we went from, when this was discussed, like, what would you even do with it? I think we're talking this through and realizing there's a lot of cool stuff you could do with it. 1,000%. My biggest sticking point, and which is why when you had told, like, we were talking like months ago about Ring of Honor being something like, well, what's the point? Yeah. What is the point of Ring of Honor? What's what the podcast is about. There is a point, and I think the point for me is it can be NXT black and gold in that like these are all guys who are not on AEW's main roster necessarily, and you're building stars. And yes. In, and I think Dynamite, and it's early. I, I've noticed it recently that Dynamite, the first year and a half, two years, they were doing that. And I think ever since they got, you know, I love these guys, but Malachi Black, Punk, Brian, Cole, Undisputed Era. It's like, hard to build stars when you have so many stars already. Exactly. Which is not the opposite problem. It's the opposite problem of WWE has, which is nobody feels like a star. But in AEW, there are so many stars in the sky that it's hard for guys to get off the ground. It's hard for them to... There's no places to grow. Like, uh, we watched uh, Dynamite recently. Maria Shafir, who is on these YouTube shows, who, whether she's good or not, it kind of doesn't matter. She shows up on Dynamite, first Dynamite, and gets no reaction. That match dies to death. And that should have never happened. It should have been, if this was pre, 
you know, let's call it pre-punk uh, AEW because I can't think of another way to phrase it. She would have been on Dynamite for, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks getting some reps in and would have been a lot more over, except she was on YouTube. When, when nobody watched it. Right. I mean, you compare you compare Jade Cargill. Yep. Who is what they're building to. They, they're both undefeated. They're both monsters. They're manhandling people, yeah. right? They're, that's kind of what they're doing. It's that sort of like Goldberg versus Goldberg yeah. clash is what they're trying to build to. But Jade had the benefit yep. of having a thinner roster to compete against. When Jade first... also TV time. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yep. Because of that. Because there was less stiff competition, she was able to get on TV. She was able to get those wins decisively and yep. get people excited about her. It's hard to build someone as the foil to that if they haven't been getting those spectacular wins when the when yep. you know the eyeballs are on them. Yeah. So it's kind of I you know it feels kind of destined to fall flat in that case. Yeah. Um. There's a lot to do with Ring of Honor. We all have a great idea of, all right, what is this product going to be? Who's going to be on it? And how well Tony can keep these rosters separate? Because right now they're not separate. You need they're, to have, and this is the lesson we learned from Raw Super Show, Yep. right? You need to have the ability to move between the shows, but they can't feel like all the same show. Yep, yep. Um, Remember the wild card? They've had so many of those weird, like... Uh, we just want this guy on this show, yeah, so... Yeah. One guy a week can appear yeah. on both shows. And I was like, what the fuck, man? Just put somebody in a story. Yeah. Just have... Or just, like... You could even do something as simple as this week's Ring of Honor match. Yeah. If you if if every Dynamite has one Ring of Honor yeah. match. What's, it's, what, it's what so many fans, I know myself included, is like, can we get an NXT match at Mania? Yeah. Like, just... Does it need to be on Ron SmackDown, like, every week? On the big shows, please have NXT involvement presence. Yeah, and that's what we've got. We've got a battle of belts. We've got Gresham. Yep. For right. Dynamite, we had Joe and Suzuki. Right. Um, and I like that we get different branding, too, when they show that. They show, like, it was... Uh, was Bobby Cruz doing the announcing? Yeah, but I mean, when they showed, like, the match graphic, it was a different color. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, think, I, I think Tony definitely understands, because he's a fan, he understands the importance of, all right, it's cool, uh, it's cool that I own it, it's got to be different. Yes. It's got to be presented in a different way. And so I'm, I'm hopeful. Uh, we'll see if we, if we are idiots in six months. And it's like totally not must-watch TV. But it doesn't help them to have it be uh, not must-see TV. Yeah. And we'll just close out with this hopeful note. Yep. AEW has fucked things up, but they've been isolated things. It's been the... Yes. It's been the Nightmare Collective, which got killed. It's been... The Dark Order thing, which resulted in a complete overhaul of how creative works. Exploding it's, death barbed wire match. Right, which we just, we laughed about it and we moved on. And now the the lights out. For the, uh, the fucking Mr. Mr. Singh. Yeah. Uh, already seems to be the understanding that, okay, well, this was bad. Yep. We're not going to do this thing again. So, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I just hope that it it's not a one year. Oh, it, it was really good for a year. Then he lost interest, and then it's 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 dark. Right. Because uh, that's what happens in WWE. That's what we're used to. Yeah. Right. Uh, let's hope that 
Tony is uh, better prepared. Well, surely he's listening. So, Tony, we have faith in you. I'll call him later. <laughs> Uncle Tony, Cousin Tony. Whatever, Uncle Cousin Tony. You know, arranged marriages are a real big thing in inter-family marriages. Yeah, I know. I, you sh- I showed you what I'm getting on, like, Wish now. Yeah, what's your own fault? Wish Wish thinks I'm uh, a zub. Yeah. You know what a zub means? I don't. Z-U-B? It's a derogatory term, uh-huh. derogatory term, I can't fucking talk, that a friend of mine, who's from Bayonne, New Jersey, yeah. you know, I'm from Bayonne as well, he would call Middle Eastern Zubzubs, <laughs> and, which means nothing, like, I don't know where he gets that from, <laughs> I don't know if, like, they, when they talk, it sounds like they're saying Zubzub, I don't know. Is that true? I don't think so, but he says it, and it's, like, so racist, but I think it's so funny, uh, <laughs> so I will call people Zubs. When I was younger, uh, and even when I was like trying to get uh, accept my culture, yeah, and tough time learning about aspirin. <laughs> Fuck you. No, the, 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 I was like, man, like being Pakistani is like not cool at all, like because it's not cool, right? Like this, that's how, that's how I feel or felt, and I'm like, oh, how do I make this cooler? <laughs> and I, I shit you not, I thought, well, Eminem has a song called Stan. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was a connection. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe he meant like Pakistan. <laughs> yeah. Tag me out, brother. Bye.